Happy Halloween, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Big Go Belt Podcast. I am the host here, Two Chains. I am accompanied by the giant crab Jamal. Everyone else is absent out tonight, tricking and treating, whatever it may be. So I'm it's just going to be <laughs> Who knows? But they're out tonight. But it's just going to be me and you getting things done for this week. Uh, first off, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. Good, good. Um... People, audience, fans, we got a ton of content out right now. Uh, definitely check out, we dropped the Flaming Hot Topic uh, episode this week. We got a couple of recap episodes talking NWA, uh, talking WoW, all that good stuff. So I know we got the weekly podcast that we drop for you. We get done every Thursday, drop to you either Thursday night, Friday morning. Uh, but definitely take a people on over on all your audio streaming services that you get all your Wherever you get your podcast from, we're on all of that. Um, definitely make sure you take an extra look because there is extra stuff for you to view as well as, as always, content on the YouTube channel. But um, this week, uh, well, today, this Thursday, uh, Crown Jewel happened earlier today, which, uh, you know, we talked a lot about in the previous week. So I'm not going to dive too deep into that, but um, we will give a little bit of our remarks, expressions, and so forth about it, about the news. Um, I had a horrible time trying to stream it. I have no clue what was happening, but my stream was garbage fire today. Uh, but I was able to watch the small things I was interested in. Uh, but first off, I think I think it's safe to say that um, WWE, you love them, hate them, no matter what side of the war you're on today or tomorrow. Um, no matter if you are for or against the move to, you know, the whole doing the shows in Saudi Arabia, they absolutely made history today. And I think a strong step into moving into the future with having their first ever women's match today. And, um, watching that match, uh, was, I, I thought it was powerful because, uh, Kind of, first of all, it was with Natalia and Lacey Evans. And I got to say, as much as I uh, give crap about Natalia's character, um, she is, she's like the Dolph Ziggler's and the Cesaro's in the, in the, um, in, in the woman, excuse me, in the men's uh, locker room because she literally can work anybody. And Lacey Evans, you know, kind of rough around the edges at time um obviously has strongly improved since their uh nxt days but even with such a really historical match a lot of feels you can see how emotional she was i think they still was able to put together a solid match and uh congratulations to those two because i, I mean it was i thought it was powerful uh seeing how uh the women in the in the audience looked at them when they came in and um it, it just was really good feels and i i absolutely got to commend wwe for getting this done i know last year there was rumors that they were going to try to do it and there was rumors about uh you know who whom and whomever was making the trip over there I'll, ultimately the match never got done but they did it this year 
Um, and uh, that's a good step in changing the world and in, in the world of professional wrestling. So, you know, good for those two for being able to put together a match and really get a really strong um, applause from the audience. However, because there's always something negative out of this to the who to the fan, I'm going to say that threw the water bottle on the ramp with that really, really, really weak arm that they had that barely made it. I mean, that's just that's just poor. Um, that's 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 just poor taste, and uh, I don't even know the word. But uh, hopefully, the the royal family don't get a notice of that because uh, who knows what may happen to a person that ultimately disrespects their show. Um, the other thing too for for Crown Jewel, I mean, they put on a spectacle. The arena, I thought the the whole the ambiance and everything, the pyrotechnics and everything. I mean, it's it's second to none. I'm I'm almost I'm almost willing to say it's more superior than what they've they've been doing at WrestleMania because it was just it was absolutely visually like amazing, and um and and the paycheck is good, I guess, because they they sure they sure as hell sauced every every bo- every form of of of, of visual. Every every form of visual uh, effects they could was absolutely in this. The ring, the ramp, the 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 fireworks, everything. They 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 exhausted every bit of resources they could to get this done. Um, but ultimately, the car happened. Like I said, I wasn't able to watch everything. I was able to peep into um, the small things I was interested in. It started at one o'clock p.m. People have jobs, so that's the thing. Uh, so I I started watching around roughly around like three or something. I think so. And then I tried to replace some back afterwards. It was just was a bad experience on the streaming end for me. But for the things I was able to see, it was cool. Also, too, I got to say, and then I'm going to let Jamal get in there. Uh, Masoon, Ma- Mansoon? Mansoor. 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 Yeah, correct. That Him and Cesaro match was absolutely amazing. I got to be honest. I never gave dude a chance. I thought he was just some one-off feeling from last year because he won, uh, what, the Battle Royal or something? Um, yeah. And so seeing that match, I was just like, oh, that's that's the throwaway. You know, they're they're putting their homie in there or whatever. But um, like I said, Cesaro, somebody that can work anybody uh and make them look good, that was a stellar match between the two of them. And I thought my dude, Mike Skills afterwards was uh was on par. So maybe they do got a maybe they do got a star in the making there. And I maybe I'm looking a little bit into the play of his words, but he did say something on the lines of I'm willing to see where we go next. And I may, I may have been a reference towards NXT. I think that could be a good look for the guy. He thought he had a really solid match for it to be his first WWE match. Um, not really sure about his uh, independent or uh, or amateur career, but other than that, I, I thought the match was just really, really good. And hats off to Cesaro as always for putting on a good match as well and, and being a being a good sport because you already know if you're facing him. You were making that trip <laughs> to to absolutely get booed out the gym. So, um, but yeah, that's that's just my highlights from it. What about you? I know you didn't get to see it, and you got to see a little bit of the news. So, uh, yeah. So the first thing is, uh, I didn't watch it. Uh, you know, refused to watch it. But I, I, you know, I will say that the fact that they did put on a women's match uh, was actually pretty damn groundbreaking. So good for them on that. Um, whatever. The you know Lesnar match was and whatever the Tyson Fury match was, it, it it basically is. I mean, how long was the thing? Four hours? Five hours? I don't know. I don't know. One, two, three, four. I say about four and a half. Yeah. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. So then, so basically, it's it's just a glorified house show. Oh, they every day. You know, right. So that's fine. Uh, not anything that's going to have any major implications going forward. Um, so didn't really feel the need to watch it. That, and also I haven't had the network in about three years too. So that's you know another reason to just not even bother with it. With that said, uh, the show seemed to have gone off without a hitch. You know, good for them, and you know more wrestling so that's not a bad thing either so it's it's fine it's fine um it happened survivor series is a lot more important <laughs> let's move on yeah i know a lot of people online i mean for my quick observation of wrestling twitter and so on you know people giving it a bad rep but we've been saying this since day one so go a file show this this wasn't a pay-per-view a special or anything for us, it pleased the fans, and the fans had one hell of a time. I I gotta say, um, unless the audio mixing was different, I feel like the fans were so much more into it, and it was so so much more evident of that um, by watching it this time than they have of the previous time. So if, I don't know if it's the build, and they just finally getting all the bells and whistles correct and tuned right, um, or whatever. You know, it looks it looks. I mean, like I said, the visual presentation was just second to none today. But, you know, as far as the other stuff that they have to do behind the scenes or whatever, I don't know if there's been any changes to that. But I know for a fact from what I watched, the fans had one great time. And the pay, the, the, the checkbook was opening and the check was cut for the family and um and for the citizens of that of that of nation. So, you know, like I said, a glorified house show, 10 year contract. For them to be able to have their mini WrestleMania, and I think it did that. It had the star power that they wanted, um, and and everything that they everything that they pretty much probably wanted, except for trying to pull certain people out of retirement. Um, I'm pretty sure they're satisfied with that. Uh, and I and I get what your argument was a few weeks ago about like you know, shouldn't they still be trying to worry about their their core wrestling fan base? Yeah, but again, at the end of the day, no matter how big and how special and how much promotion it's got, it's still at the end of the day a glorified house show and special. It's extra content on the network that we're able to view to our liking whenever we may be. It's nothing to really take from it besides, you know, a change of the title towards the end. So be it. Maybe that was a plan that they were going to pull at some point anyway. But I, I just don't see why people could be so mad when it wasn't really for us in the first place. Hell, I saw people saying it sucked, and it was only like an hour within it. So, you know, a lot of people never gave it a chance in the first place. And I actually think that if I'm looking at this correctly, by the time I watched it, the Cesaro match was within like an hour and a half after an hour or two hours after that or starting. That match was great. And no, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And the women's match did what it had to do. And that's that's pretty much all. I tried to watch the team Hogan versus Flair match, but um, the way how that stream was set up, it just didn't go for me. But yeah, just I, long story short is that this people shouldn't be investing so much heart into what was just a glorified house show. Um, this wasn't for us, like we said in previous shows, and it's done now. And now you know they can continue working their normal scheduled program and booking um, that they do each and every week on their episodic uh, shows. So you know, it's over. It's done uh, until right. next until next year. <laughs> <laughs> so but anyway uh what else is going on in the wrestling world um well one of the biggest things from the uh, saudi arabia show uh was that the fiend won the championship yeah 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 and 
yeah, obviously, <clears throat> you know, the Hell in a Cell uh, do-over, basically. Um, whatever the match was, it was, and The Fiend won, which obviously was, I don't want to say it's the right call, but it definitely was what the fans wanted, and, you know, especially after the Hell in a Cell reaction. But honestly, do you think that it's too little too late? Uh, you know, they kind of botched it. Uh, you know, the crowd didn't really get that payoff that they wanted. We saw what the reaction was after Hell in a Cell. Now mm-hmm. they did it, but the the kind of like the luster that the fiend had is I don't want to say gone, mm-hmm. but, but does giving him the belt now seem a lot less special? Um, uh, there's a few things here. All right, so go back to my first point. A title change happened on this special, um, and that does have implications for you know their main arc of booking, and so be it. But when Hell in the Cell happened, I believe that was before the draft, right? Yes. Okay. So they were on whatever show they were on. But now Bray Wyatt's on SmackDown and Seth Rollins is on Raw. So, um, two things. I don't know what it is, but I've, and, and, and it is what it is, but Seth Rollins has clearly lost a ton of momentum. Like, I don't know if it's because of the stuff he's been doing online. I don't know if it's because of that storyline with him and Becky being together. Um, I just don't feel like the fans take a liking to him as they used to. Um, and today... Well, that and he, he's absolute garbage on social media. So yeah, well, I mean, he's yeah. really been shooting himself in the foot you know, mm-hmm. you know, on, on that. And he, don't just, just stay off Twitter, dude. Right, right. Uh, do yourself a favor. I, absolutely. That was, that was definitely what I was getting at. And uh, from from watching the match today, uh, trying to watch the match today, because like I said, once they got to the stage, it was just right before the ending. My it just went to crap. The crowd was hot for the fiend. Um, Seth Rollins did not get a pop, did not get much of any ovation from them. So, like you said, from all the things that he's been doing, it's kind of been the demise of of his popularity. His and and I think that. I think that is very important in who is booked for uh, who's booked as your champion. So to your point, to the original point, I think a lot of people would have liked it to happen to Hell in a Cell, but obviously the draft happened. Um, now that Bray Rollins on SmackDown and 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 Seth Rollins on that, maybe that was the reason why to keep you know Brock was obviously always going to go to SmackDown, so you have the main belt there, so you probably had to keep the other main belt on Raw. Uh, makes sense. Red belt, raw. I guess that's you know what was ultimately the plan. So I get why it, he couldn't have won on Hell in a Cell. But now with everything that's happening with Seth, the loss of momentum, and the fame being super over right now, um, they're making merch out the the woodworks for this guy. Like I just peeped for a second because of you know the other t-shirt stuff that happened, and I was just looking at other shirts that was out there. He has a ton of shirts out. Um. And you know, get momentum. The popularity is rising. The, his his whole stake is rising. I think the SmackDown people were high on him as far as making sure that he came over to the brand. I think with one ship sailing, one ship sinking, and one ship uh, sailing high, I think it was time for a title change. Now, I don't think it might have been the original plan, but it was just absolutely the way to do it today. Like I, with everything that was just happening. Um, it was the thing to do. The only question now is now that you got t- both the main belts on SmackDown, what does that mean? What in the world's raw? Hold, what, when you don't, I mean, yeah, well, you can make the 24 7 title. 
<laughs> that's changed. Apparently, that changed twice today. Uh, yeah, make that a make that a, a, a token focus. But um, yeah, that's that was just my thing. I I I just I I think for the right reasons, Brace should have won. Him winning the title, I could have never seen it coming because of like the brand situation. Uh, but it it, it works. It works. It's uh. I, I think if anything, Bray Wyatt is the one that probably ultimately should be feeling uh, really, and I don't want to say thankful, but I, hard work. He had the time off. He, you know, he um, was raising his child, the birth of his new child, and he rebranded himself, and you know, got himself in, into he he got himself into this position by all the hard work that he's been doing. Um, his creative mind that we've seen for, you know, the last couple of years and stay positive because his first title run was bad and he's given another chance and um, here it is. And with Seth shooting himself in the foot, like you said, it just all worked out for one guy and hell, he got it done at the overseas WrestleMania. So not bad for the guy. Yeah. And see, that's the kind of the problem I have with uh, Bray Wyatt right now. And personally, I'm just not into the Fiend as a character at all. Uh, it's kind of boring. With that said, with both belts on SmackDown, what are they doing about Raw? You yeah. know, do do they uh, you know, introduce a new belt and you know whatever? Hope oh, God, please don't. But I thought that you know Seth should have won, become the heel champion that he really should be because people hate him now. Yeah, ride that wave on Raw and rebuild Seth. I mean, not Seth, but rebuild the Fiend on SmackDown. And let Les- he let him be Lesnar's problem. Mm-hmm. Because I think that interaction where Lesnar is just like super serious, and he's not here, he's not going to bump for the Fiend and all the good stuff. And, and you know, seeing Paul Heyman try to interact with the Fiend or, or Bray Wyatt, it would be an interesting way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, because you may be the Fiend, but he is a beast. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of that, SmackDown has two champions. Uh, but then again, SmackDown is um, uh, coming on tomorrow night. So maybe one of them, maybe the Fiend is the champion for a day. They're on that plane right now heading back to wherever SmackDown's at. <laughs> the plane was awaiting for them. Uh, yeah, okay. okay. Number one. Yeah, maybe, maybe the Fiend is champion for a day and they, you know, he clears customs and gets rolled up at the second counter. <laughs> uh, you know, who knows? So you're just saying, just to be clear, you do not want the blue belt. Well, I don't want both the red and the blue belt <laughs> on did. the blue show. <laughs> But they're probably going to like get T-Mobile to sponsor the belt and turn it to like some kind of purple belt. <laughs> but still, I mean, that it just doesn't make sense as it stands right now. So they have twenty-four yeah. hours to get the belt off of either Brock or the Fiend. Why you don't want to do that? Yeah, okay, and that, and maybe both of them are going to stay on SmackDown because obviously SmackDown is a big priority and the cash cow right now. Here's my thing too, um, and, and there's not really too much to talk about Seth Rollins because. Yeah, I think also, too, because of the social media stuff and the answers catching up, maybe this is something disciplinary for the guy um, to get it through that, you know, no one's bigger than the brand, because that's what it seemed to be at a certain time. But, hell, he deserves, I think he's better as a heel. Maybe this is a good time for him to rebrand himself, because as far as I'm concerned, he's falling into the Roman Reigns category of being the same person for the last however long, and everyone is due for some some form of re- revamping at all. At, at a, at some point. Uh, and we see it pay dividends for... I don't his- think he needs to be revamped. I mean, I think it's he's fine. It's just that he's a dick. And people don't like him now. So just ride that wave. I see. Instead of forcing him to be the face that nobody wants. I see. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I guess for me, it just for a minute, it just feels kind of stale. And then obviously him being who he is right now isn't really helping the call. So, yeah, I don't know. But creatively, The Fiend is in a good position. SmackDown's in a good position. There's a lot you can do with it. And also, too, let it be known that the Universal Championship seems to be a championship that's not, I'm not going to say used for part-timers, but used for somebody you do not want to really oversaturate TV time. And The Fiend seems to be that character right now that we're not going to get so often, but, you know, in special cases. So maybe the maybe that championship being with him is um, a good thing. And it also takes him, it takes the character to the next level. I mean, who knows how the Firefly, Firefly Funhouse is going to, uh, you know, ultimately change with him being a champion now. So I don't know. It is one of those things. Let's just see what, ha- what happens. Because anyway, if this is just a typical Thursday, I mean, kind of really is because it still was just the house show with a cha- with a title change at a house show. Uh, we just have to see what their plan is going to be about it on Friday. And maybe they make an announcement about, you know, when the next time that championship is defended. Um, you know, maybe Brock. Maybe Brock ends up uh, cross-promoting or, or, or cross-working from both shows. Who knows? Maybe that, maybe that, yeah, I don't know. We just have to see. Just have to see. Yeah. Yeah, so it is one of those things that it will be interesting to see. I mean, yeah, dare I say, we have a reason to watch SmackDown on Friday. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't know what's been announced. I don't know what the show is being planned, but you know what? I kind of want to see how they're going to you know deal with the belt, especially since both of them are on the same show. Um, I think I sh- I think I sent it to you, but have you seen the Matt Hardy uh, quick video? I didn't get you did, but I didn't get this. I didn't get to watch it. I was like kind of dozing out a little bit. Uh, before we talk about that, real quick, let's, let's talk about really quick another title change that happened on on Tuesday. So I don't know if you watch Impact, but I, and I, and I, I guess I need to. I guess I need to get an understanding of why there's such a issue here. So Brian Cage obviously was the Impact World Champion, losing it to Sammy Call Fire Hot Sammy Callahan. Because the sure. guy, go ahead. No, no, yeah, I, I'm aware. That was at uh, the last pay per view recently, right? No, this happened at the house show. Oh, excuse me, is that happened at their taping? Um, oh, okay. so after Bound for Glory, uh, and Sammy Callahan, one of those other people that just continuously stays relevant. Um, he's really, really been a focal point of impact and. Um, and like I said, he's the draw. People are watching it because they want to know what he's going to do. And it's good for the guy because uh, who who knows how other people would have took that circumstance that happened a couple of years ago, or maybe I don't know how long it's been, and not take it and make something good out of it. And look where he's at now, and ultimately now becoming a champion, the long the long haul road of uh, on the independence fund to now be a champion of a brand. So you know, good for the guy. But for you. And for everything you know about Sammy Kaya, everything you know about Impact, Impact just getting a deal done on Access TV, making Sammy Callahan as your champion, he is, you know, he's he, he's going to be the face of Impact. Do you think that was the right decision outside of doing it at Bound for Glory, the biggest pay-per-view, or their debut show on Access? Or ultimately, should this just never just happen yet? Um. Well, I mean... Whether it's a Bound for Glory or the next show afterwards, uh, it's no different than watching WrestleMania and then watching the Raw after. Okay, um, fair point. You know, so like both of them, you know, have merit, and it, it. I'm not going to say it doesn't matter, 
because obviously everybody wants that WrestleMania moment. Everybody wants to close the pay-per-view or close the show or be in that position. But the very next night, um, it just it just is uh, uh, the piggyback off what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Ray Wyatt is the current uh, champion. But how long will that last? So we have a reason to watch tomorrow night, and now that may change. We don't know. So, you know, it, it is a thing, and it is uh, good for him. Uh, from where he came from and his, you know, brief stint in NXT and, you know, reinventing himself and then going to Impact and then sticking with Impact through all of their turmoil. So, uh, is that the right call? Mm, it'd be, I mean, you ask me in six months, I may say something different, but I think so right now, especially since Tessa Blanchard is in flux. Yeah, that's, that's the, that's the wild card here is that, um, you know, and from speaking to, um, uh, personnel at impact something that maybe all of us take for maybe all of us take for an assumption but you know if you think about it logistically i mean it makes sense everybody every woman on that impact roster is not willing to do intergender wrestling but that is one of their biggest focal points um of that brand so if you really want to make a statement about what your focus is going to be and breaking down barriers in wrestling you know, you have to, I think, not only do you want to make sure you have a really strong heel, which Sam Callahan is absolutely that, if you have a really good babyface, a super popular babyface, challenge that person, and it's, and it's involving intergender wrestling, I think that's, I think that, that storyline, that arc that's getting ready to take off is going to be really interesting for the next couple of months for them, especially with how popular, how hot, uh, Tessa Blanchard is now, and and like I say, and all the all the sentiments to Sammy Callahan, um, that's going to be interesting. I I I think you're absolutely right. Let's see what how this plays out in the next couple of months if Impact can get this, uh, can 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 get this right and 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 keep focal to it as well too. Um, yeah, but yeah, I agree. Uh, go go ahead about the the the, the Hardy the Hardy thing now because uh, apparently I need to look at this. Okay, so uh, Matt Hardy put out a video on this YouTube channel, uh, and it, it's a quick 90-second little video, and basically is Senior Benjamin is uh, burying Matt Hardy in his Team Extreme uh, gear, and you know he has you know you know some special effects, and he has a quick epiphany, and he rises from uh, the grave, so to speak, uh, searching for his uh, you know, his wokeness. So it's I think he's starting to get back to um, the Hardy shenanigans again. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely all here for it, but um, I mean, it's an interesting little video. Hopefully, you know, you know, keeps it going. And uh, free the delete is the hashtag on the uh, on the thing that he posted on Twitter. So, <laughs> and, I yeah. So I mean, it's, it's an interesting little bit of storytelling based on the continuity uh, that's already been set. So definitely excited if Matt Hardy is like starting to ramp it up again. Good for him. I know the guy definitely had to let the body rest, but the mind is still working. And it looks, sounds like you're saying that he's getting ready to get back in his groove and put out some good, more, more cool content that, you know, has really extended his career because the extreme thing was not going to take him this long into it, especially with all the injuries that he's had. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out. So yeah, that seems very interesting. Um, 
So the next thing was something we've been talking about. Wow. And I think this is obviously the really big indication. Really quick. So just going back to Crown Jewel really quick. So during Crown Jewel, they made an announcement um, and confirmed that at Survivor Series, which is going to be November 24th at the Allstate Arena in Chicago, Illinois, a uh, place we've been a few times out for shows, that not only will it be Raw versus SmackDown, but NXT will also be a part of this for the first time ever. That absolutely stamps and confirms like no other that they are absolutely considered as a third brand, not developmental. Um, I have no clue how they're going to do this. Maybe everything's going to be considered triple threat. However, it may be. Uh, Chicago's going to be on fire that weekend because not only do you got war games the night before, but then you got this, and now you're legit going to have, you know, uh, and now at an NST is the third brand. That is something that I wish we had known maybe just a little bit earlier because that would have absolutely tipped the curve on wanting to actually go out there uh, this year and actually stay for both shows because I've definitely been considering it. But this seems big, and I, and it seems like something I want to, I definitely want to experience. I mean, Survivor Series is in Chicago, right? Yes, it is. And isn't that, you know, the week of the AEW show in Chicago? I don't know about that. Uh, isn't Survivor Series like the week of Thanksgiving? It's the 24th, yeah. AEW. Uh, 27th? Oh, you are right. They have a show on the 27th. Dynamite on the 27th. Yeah. Um, at the uh, Sears Center. And, and then, you know, uh, Allstate Arena is where the... Uh, um, takeover and uh, what the other thing is going to be. It's actually, it actually goes into oh, it goes into the week. So it's uh, yeah. So if you yeah, it's the twenty seventh and and Survivor Series is the twenty fourth. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I mean that's 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 a that's that's a smooth you know five days out there. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, so what's your thoughts on this? Like, legit a third brand? What, 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 what type of expectations could we possibly have? Or what would you like to see? Because this is really intriguing. And this is something I'm going to be wondering. Um, how would they um, How would they then continue to roll out news and information about that? Because, obviously, NST has to book tours war games. But now they well, also got to... just did. Huh? I mean, aren't they doing a women's war games match, right? Yeah, I mean, the, the have they entire... set start? Have they started to build for the men's war games match? No, they haven't. But it looks like well, that's what they were kind of doing. Well, it does look like that. That's what they were kind of doing. We're seeing teams kind of form as the end of uh, this week's NST went off. But like I said, they have to not only book towards war games, but now they have to start formulating teams for Survivor Series. Well, I mean, to be fair, it's probably going to be the next three weeks of TV, mm-hmm. who gets to qualify for to represent NXT in the Survivor Series match, which could arguably be considered more important than um, representing a, a different team at War Games, assuming that they are doing a men's War Games match. Because you wouldn't expect, uh, you know, let, let's just say the Undisputed Era, just because why not? And they get the Undisputed Era and... Velveteen Dream or Balor. Yeah, hell, let's, let's actually go with that. But, um, the Undisputed Era, all four of them and Balor. That's five. Mm-hmm. Easy. Mm-hmm. Would you have them work both shows or no? Sure, Probably yeah. not. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's definitely part of the conversation. Like, how are they going to go about that? Um, 
so you could definitely do the Undisputed Era and Balor for, um, you know, the Survivor Series event. You know, that's arguably NXT's hottest property uh, right now. You, they're putting their best foot forward right there. And then on the NXT show, they could easily do, um, you know, Champa, uh, Dijak, um, Keith Lee, Gargano versus the Heels. Mm-hmm. You know, whoever that would be. Um, maybe a well, tag team, Velveteen Dream, and somebody else. Well, can we can we expect them to also participate in not just the traditional War Games map, but are they going to do the, I mean, War, war Games, excuse me, the Survivor Series match, were they going to do the tag team war uh, tag team Survivor Series match? Are they going to do an all-woman Survivor Series match? Like, the, the roster's absolutely deep, without a doubt. But it, it def, somebody definitely will be doing double duty. That's the thing. And, um... It, yeah, but they don't have to, though. I mean, like, realistically, oh, nobody has yeah. to do... In NXT, they have to do a double duty. They probably could because yeah, of they, the paycheck. They're just going to need to because of the star power. Because you're going to put your best, going to put your best players for for war games. Well, then but who's also, your five for NXT? Because huh? I can make a case for you. Who's your five for NXT? Because I just said the undisputed era and Balor. Okay, cool. But do you tell me that you know Keith Lee wouldn't be in that conversation? You tell me that Riddle wouldn't be in that conversation? Right, right. So, Dream see, wouldn't be in that conversation. The, the, so the NXT went off air. And you had um, you had Keith Lee, you had uh, uh, Matt Riddle, and you had Champa in the ring. And outside the ring was the undisputed era. So you had a three on four type of thing that they look like they are, you know, they're drawing the line here. And and in my eyes, I mean, you're speaking Survivor, you're speaking War Games match right there. Um, so you know. Maybe that's going to be your main event, or maybe the woman. One of them, one of those matches. I mean, I, I, there's going to be a match made out of that period. But also, too, the undisputed era. Do all, five matches, huh? You only need to do five matches for takeover. Okay, so you're gonna. Okay, so if you put Adam Cole inside the War Games match again uh, for his third year, then that that. Oh, okay. Put it this way: if you put the whole undisputed era in the War Games match, then none of the belts are defended. No belts are defended. Uh, on on war games, right? None. And, and so, they can do it next Wednesday because they're going to be live next Wednesday. So and that kind of leads into the what we have been talking about and how that like the main show and the build for this show is cool, but it doesn't have to necessarily involve a title and stuff like that. It gives you a reason to, you know, to watch. Right, now the right. real question is for me is not necessarily what NXT will do; it's how the main roster will perceive NXT. Like, will the main roster care uh, in their commentary and stuff like that? That, like, oh, this is a wrinkle. This is an actual threat to, it's not just about us because they could steal it. So, like, is this, are they treating it like that? Or is it just like, you know, it's more speed bumps because the real show, the real Raw SmackDown um, version is best? Yeah. So, I, I want to know is, will NXT be taken seriously? So okay, so 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 two things really quick. Um, first, first off, too, like back to the war games thing. If the champions are in the match, that means they're not going to defend their titles. But if they're not in the match, then that means that somebody in the undisputed era will be defending their, their match. You're not gonna you're not gonna have a whole day of a, a whole card of no championships being defended. 
Shayna Baszler is going to be in the War Games match. So, uh, you know, I, I, I doubt they do that. But, you know, if they do do a man and a woman's War Games match and then all the champions are in it, then that makes sense. Um, and then, you know, you do you have two other matches and that's your card. You know, both of those matches may go 30 minutes and two other matches can go or three other matches can fill up another hour. And, and that's it. So maybe you do that, I, you know, however it may be. Uh, but yeah, I mean, how can they not be taken serious now? I mean, if they're gonna if they're gonna state them as legitimately as the third brand, and this is gonna be a monumental survivor series for the first time a third brand is introduced for it, um, I don't I don't think we should be looking at anything being uncharacteristics and how a regular main roster booking is done. And half of Raw is gonna be former NXT people anyway, so you know I I, I doubt for them for to make it seem like there's any type of superiorness well, over you one may another. know that but like the raw casual fan may not know that and that's kind of what it is i mean i think no matter what no matter who they send out there from nxt i really hope that commentary doesn't just think of them as an afterthought um because you have now you have to justify where nxt has been hiding in the history of survivor series i mean it's been a thing since what 2014 13 something like that and this is the first time we're seeing it so why all of a sudden should we care that NXT is here? Because because what Balor went down or went over? I mean, okay. if you're watching the main roster, so what? The thing, le- legit. It's on and it's it's on USA Network. It's on Wednesday. It's on the night. Uh, it's 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 on Wednesday. It's on a popular night on Wednesday. It's on USA Network. Raw smack. Excuse me. Raw's on USA Network. So if you're watching Raw, you probably have options to watch it NXT live. And then, you know, SmackDown's on Friday. So, you you know, for the WWE hardcore fans, you got three different nights that you can watch it and not really conflict with anything else except for, you know, AEW, obviously. But with it being live and with them giving them, a, you know, a, a, a good network and not no, like, Destination America or nothing like that, like, I don't I don't see how anybody could just not take them serious now. I just don't get it. Like... But but to be fair though, it, it's it's because of their perception on the main roster. It wasn't necessarily that the NXT should. I mean, NXT like far and away is the best wrestler that WWE produces consistently. Period. And, and I don't think that anybody that consistently watches the show would would disagree with that statement. However, what, do you, person that what wa- do you mean by how they how they're presented? Because if you are if you are NXT and now you've come and seemingly out of the blue, out of the blue, they didn't exist as far as the purview of the main roster was concerned, right? NXT didn't exist, and now suddenly they're here. Why should we care? If okay. I'm a, a devout main roster guy and all I care about is the Fiend, Roman Reigns, and Seth Rollins, so what? That Balor went to NXT. Why would I care about all of these people? Is, that's my point. Is just like they could have did the same thing. Like if they had two hundred five live, two hundred five live is a pretty damn good show. But that's what they've been but doing. Given, but it wasn't given the push. And if they did a two hundred five live into Survivor Series, it would just I wouldn't as a main roster connoisseur. I wouldn't necessarily think of them on the same level. I would okay. look over them. Okay, I get what you're saying. So I don't think any of that's valid because you had the draft, and now everyone's everywhere. So if you're just a fan of the word raw. And that's all you know because Raw just has so much prestige to you. Then fine, that's 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 your cup of tea. But even Raw isn't even considered 
I mean, even when you think about that, even Raw isn't really the focal point with how SmackDown's presented and stuff now, and NXT now getting a show. So I think at this at the at 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 a point now, just such a mix and flux of everything and everyone being everywhere. Let me ask you this: How much does the main roster, aside from like their thirty-second commercials and stuff like that, leading into out of commercial break? How much does the main roster act? Actually, physically talk about NXT. They promote it regularly. I mean, no, the, no, no, no. I mean, I don't, I don't mean promote it. I mean, I don't mean promote it as in the air a, a package. You mean you be talking I about mean, like? You, I mean, we, how much does actual? How much does Jerry the King Lawler and Dio and Vic talk about NXT? They normal, normally now, not not like a over like like they talk it. They talk it normally, like they don't talk of it as if it's some mysterious thing that you may have heard of they they just they, they just talk normal as ref, they refer to it especially with people like ricochet and they promote it when it comes with obviously because it comes on wednesday but it doesn't feel like it's just like one of those like oh my god they just name drop nxt type of stuff anymore it just it comes off normal to me i i don't feel that way i i feel still feel like that nxt is kind of getting I don't want to say like overlook the secondary treatment. It's obviously better, night and day difference even. But I still feel that if you take an Adam Cole and put him on in a, in a main roster match right now, I don't think as many people that could know his name do know his name or that or that are fans of the main roster. Um, but obviously, I hope they do it because I would love to see what that reaction would be. If they in in the build for the match, the undisputed era shows up on Raw. Yeah, I mean, I get it. You always want to see what's the highest level of what's the highest level of stardom somebody could achieve. Yeah, NST still got the still has the smaller audience as far as live audience, but I I, I don't know. I don't know. I it, it's it's just one of those type of things we could pretty much only speculate on to be honest, but. You know, for the fans who only want to go to Raw because of Raw, I mean, I, I don't know. I really don't know what to make of it. I, I just do not see a, a segregation in NXT like I seen with 205 Live is what I'm getting at. Like, I feel well, like their their presentation, I feel like they're, now they're being asserted into other, into, you know, WWE pay-per-view stuff. Um, They got the live station. I think they just have everything. Uh, right now, the curve is absolutely going up for the brand. That's That's all. That's my point. If they were, I mean, if they were an expansion team, like they're all getting everything to legitimize them to be a competitors with other teams. That's Does uh, okay. So then, give me your five, and we can we'll do this at a later date because now that the NST wrinkle is a thing, I think it will be more interesting to see who they pick for their Survivor Series team. But which is right now, your five. In, in the NXT Survivor Series match, and does do you think that it should include the UK guys? Because obviously, if Walter isn't on that team, then I don't. I, I'm not taking him seriously. Like, hold on, my my five for uh for NXT for the, for, for for the match or just my top yeah. five period. What was for the match? Okay, so for a second, because I want to make sure I don't overlook anybody. Let me look at the roster real quick. I mean. It's easy to okay. So we so so let's be let's be let's be frank. We know they're gonna diversify by heels and faces. We know we're gonna get that. So absolutely 
you want to have your champion. You definitely want to make sure Adderco's there. Um, I also think that uh, Champa obviously needs to be in this match as well, too. I think Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, and... I I, will, I think the fifth... Is it five or six? I forget. I think it's five. Okay. I'll check that in a second, too. I think the other thing here to make a, to, to make a note in is that that fifth spot probably should be somebody that they need to put some eyes on. And for me, I like Dijak here, but also like Damian Priest here. But I wouldn't be surprised if Finn Balor was this fifth person. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I wouldn't be surprised if Finn Balor was the fifth person and ultimately the person for them to go over as the victors. So, and then obviously, if we're going to talk about the women, I mean, if they're going to do that too, uh, obviously you have Io Shirai, Mia Yim, Shayna Baszler, and the the horsewomen. Uh, You got to, at some point, get them estated um, towards the main roster if they're still going to work on that at some point. But I think that's... Oh man, I forgot you do Bianca Belair too. Well, one of the two. Yeah, so uh let's just see how many people it is. So um but yeah, yeah, what what about you? Uh well for NXT, uh I gotta go obviously Adam Cole. Um I think Roderick Strong, but I'm also gonna go with uh Riddle, Keith Lee, and Walter. It's five it's five on five. Yeah. That's what I it mean. was. Yeah, it's five on five, and and the tag and the tag team is ten on ten. So, right. Yeah. So. Right. So, so Cole Strong, Riddle, Keith Lee, and, Wal- and Walter. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. When I you mean, when, <laughs> when you think about their like their hitters, like I mean they they got a they got a mean roster. Velveteen Dream, like you said, Roger Strong, Pete Dunn, Matt Riddle, Kushida, um, Killian Dane, Keith Lee. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Shane Strickland. Yeah, like the, the roster is absolutely deep. But yeah, if you, well, I think Walter has. I'm not sure if you could say he's completely came over to. I don't know. I don't know what's his stand. I mean, he's done some NST stuff. I don't stuff, think he obviously. has. I think he still lives in Austria. But I think he can. We could get him on a early night fight to Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> that would be nuts. That would be nuts. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm, I, no matter what, I'm definitely excited to see what Survivor Series do for the first time in a long time. In a long time, because I thought about Survivor Series last year, which was in L.A., right? Houston. And, I want to say Houston. What? I, what was in L.A. last year then? SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Um. Uh, Let's just see real quick. I don't that, know. I think, yeah, Survivor Series. It was in LA. No, Survivor Series yep. was in LA. Yep, it was. Just looked it up. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, and that's when uh, your man Enzo decided to uh, <laughs> pop right. up. Survivor Series was in LA. It was in Houston in 2017. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So, I don't know. I'm interested, but we'll see what happens. Anyway, let's get. If you got any other news or anything, Robert Rambo about. Um, yeah, there, there, there are like a couple of little things. Uh, WWE released their uh, stock um, update for the third quarter of this year. Yeah. Um, overall, it's not great. 
Um, but you, you know, obviously just, just look forward. If, you, if you're into the, the numbers that you probably know already. Um, but one interesting thing, uh, George Berrios, who is the co-president of uh, WWE, he was asked about how AEW uh, will affect or it has affected their business, the bottom line, uh, because, you know, WWE spending is up. Uh, they're acquiring more talent, obviously. Um, and, but the, so he wouldn't confirm that AEW is a part of that because he basically gave the blanket statement that, well, we're competing with everybody. We're mm-hmm. competing with Netflix, Hulu, all the other sports that are going on, you know, all year long. Um, you know, we're competing with McDonald's. We're competing with, you know, the national parks. We, everybody's a competition, including AEW. And no matter who the competition is, we plan on winning. So, no shade. I mean, so if you look at the, if you read the dirt sheets, then he's like, no, no WWE's coming for AEW, claiming claim victory. It's not exactly that simple. Um, so I think that that's actually a pretty smart statement. Um, and the interesting thing about the international television deals, they are just to completely paraphrase the TLDR version is it's kind of shaky. Don't know what's going to happen in England versus uh, sky sports next year, but WWE for what it's worth is on a downtick this quarter. And with AEW as a direct competition, especially on Wednesdays, uh, the biggest threat to them. Um, it's not a competition at all, of course, not at all, but it is interesting to see what role, if any, that would have played uh, in how WWE operates. Also, um, the World Series Game 7 uh, was last night. Um, the Nationals won. They beat Houston. So good on them. First time ever in the 50-year history of the Nationals and Expos. That also took a hell of a chunk out of uh, NXT and AEW's ratings, uh, which got hit the hardest. Um, AEW obviously is going with their what a week is and change away from full gear in Baltimore at uh, second week of November and take over where Chicago is coming up uh, for Survivor Series weekend. So, just some interesting things as to how they build those two brands going forward. I'm so glad that full gear and Survivor Series and TakeOver are not on the same day. <laughs> Hold on, when's TakeOver? Takeover is like the twenty fourth or something oh, like that. Oh, 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 oh! Full gears this week. Oh, I, I, okay, my bad. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I got you. I got you. Yeah, um, yeah, but I'm, I'm glad that they're not the same day. Yeah, because um, you know, it was amazing. Also, too, really quick, I just have to just point out something. So during the Seventy Sisters game uh, yesterday between the Timberwolves, Jordan B and Carl Anthony Towns got into a fight. Now, if you watch the NBA. Um, cool. If you don't, these are like two big mammoth sinners got into a, a really physical fight. Jordan B got a really big personality. He's one of those Twitter guys as well, too. But they're both good players, low doubts. Um, and they both were uh, draft, drafted very high by their respective teams. So, you know, legit stars here. Um, all I got to say is Jordan B's uh, point guard teammate, Ben Simmons, <laughs> put Carl Anthony Towns in a headlock like no other, and he made that man tap out at a basketball game fight. Guys, the NBA has would never be the same. The NBA now, I'm to used- be fair, <laughs> you say that he's a point guard, but Ben Simmons is also like six ten. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry, he's not a point guard. He's just, he's uh he's a no no no. Ben Simmons is a point guard, but he's he also six ten. 
six ten. Is he not a shooting guard? Oh, he is a point guard. I'm tripping. Look, he's, no, yeah. he's definitely yeah, a point yeah, guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he looks like a praying mantis running down the court because he's also six ten. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, um, he, he can play the small four too. Like he, 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 he's one of those like one, two, and three guys, but he's a ball handler nonetheless. The hybrid. Yes. Ball he hand. was at the bottom of the pile with his um, you know, had a, had a pretty good choke, and it wasn't even like a, an illegal choke. We definitely had uh, Carl Anthony Towns, who was like seven four, seven one, seven foot, <laughs> something like that, two hundred forty pounds, and Ben Simmons was like six ten, two twenty, and it was a big skirmish at the Wells Fargo Center, probably over how much their ticket system is trash to get in tickets to the game. <laughs> burn the whole damn ticket system and burn it to the ground. But um, yeah, it was a bit of a mess actually, and uh, and the way Embiid kind of acted after that whole thing was over, kind of getting the crowd hyped up. They, dude, you're already up twenty. Like, what are you doing? That's another thing. So, like, they're in the fourth quarter. The uh, fight breaks out. Whatever, that sucks. Don't do that. But you're up twenty, and you're hyping up the crowd like you, you know, doing like the you know punching back motions and stuff like that. Total dick move by yeah. Joel Embiid. But however. This happened in Philadelphia, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> well said. I just, I, I was just at the party. It's like, yo, he made this man tap. He looked up like, hey, bro, you really choking me out here. Like, <laughs> like get me up. But yeah, there were those other videos all online as well, too. Well, I mean, if 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 the Ball family can make it to Monday Night Raw, nah. then expect, <laughs> expect the King's Court between Embiid and uh, you know and uh, Towns. Book it. Um, okay, well, one last thing before we get out of here. Uh, Rusev and Lashley. It's the thing that's still happening. However, last Monday night on Raw, there seems to be some sympathy for Rusev. The story doesn't make any sense at all. But is Rusev actually getting over in this really shitty storyline? Oh, I, bro, you know, I thought about that today during the, the, the Hogan Flair match. Now, he did get, I think, a good response to it. I don't know if this is their way to, like, making him face for a legitimate reason. I, I don't know, but is the payoff worth it? I don't know. Unless there's some... I don't know if there's even... if Is there a payoff? Because what would the payoff be? He gets the divorce? That's they, not good. What, what's it. the? Lashley doesn't have a championship, so that's not good. And also, his wife is a whore, so that's not good. You know, <laughs> I don't understand yeah. how any of this turns out to be any good for Rusev. Like why he looks like a face at this point. But the bottom line is, he seems to be getting sympathy uh, from the crowd. At least the crowd last Monday night. And unfortunately, this bit is starting to like turn the crowd. Like. There was some actual heat on Lashley, who has come out and said that he's getting like legit death threats and, you know, stuff like that from fans that get a little bit more, uh, get other, a little bit more overzealous than the normal Twitter trolls. So is this heat, you know, at first I thought it would just go away heat, but I think this whole thing, this ridiculousness seems to actually be resonated at some point. So the question is, if they do this and it works, will they pick up with Mike Nellis where they left off? <laughs> no comment. And I hope it's so so dangerously right because it just doesn't make sense to me. But I guess it's working, um, and whatever it may be. If they don't get some type of e special deal out of this, then I, I don't know. 
I, oh, I, it's, it's totally going to be on like Total Divas because you know. Yeah, that's uh, the only way I can see that. Seven, like I kicked off the show because they were quote boring. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Also, too, Corey Graves calling commentary about the situation. Um, yeah, like it. Well, I mean, to be fair, Jerry the King Lawler was given marriage advice. That's also true. Okay, that's all I got for tonight. (laughs) That's all I got for tonight. Oh my god, that would be like me taking financial advice from MC Hammer. Like I could do it. Yeah. Or Wesley or Wesley Snipes filing your taxes. Yeah, I'm not taking I'm not I'm not gonna have Wesley Snipes accountant file my taxes. <laughs> or Ronald Osley, who I'm not even sure if he's still alive at this point, because my man been way out of it since that happened. So <laughs> all right, well, that'll do it for the weekend. I know we ain't have too too much to talk about, but, but like I said, definitely st- check out our other um, content that we released, definitely check out the Flaming Hot Topic series because the, the real big news of this week, which I'm sure people want to say they want to talk about, well, we handled that in one specific episode uh, by itself. And if you subscribe to the Patreon, you know, a dollar or two, anything helps keep the lights on here. You get all that stuff early and other stuff too. So, um, you know, you subscribe to that. You can find out on our website and so forth. And you get all the exclusive content early or maybe only because, uh, again, uh, we try to make sure we keep our fan base pleased and trying to get out the best content we can. But for our weekly podcast for this week, and for myself and for Jamal, I think that will do it. And we should be back fully staffed come next week. So, as always, everybody, thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys next week. <laughs>